Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. We are a proud part of the Riot Network. That is the Roaring Riot podcast network. That's like the longer name that I just came up with that's not technically true. But you know what? Sometimes I like to hear the sound of my own voice because this intro is the time when nobody else can talk. We are proudly powered by Ortho Carolina. Make sure you check out some of our podcast network mates, the Keep Pound Den podcast, the Roaring Riot podcast, and One Day Contract for all of your Panthers talks and needs and wants. And sitting directly to my right, 90 degrees, is my co-host, ringleader of the Roaring Riot, Zach Luttrell. Hello. Hey, welcome back. I haven't been here for a while. I'm dragging a little bit today because I didn't get home until about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I still wake up at 6 on the dot with my two little kids. So that does not mean I get to sleep all day. I'm up and at them, and I'm a little slow. But I'm here. I'm happy I'm here. They don't give you the, the morning off when you when – they don't know that it's Monday Night Football? No, no. I've, I've tried to uh, – well, Raymond still convinces me every time that the Panthers lose that they've actually won. So typically oh, I, that's nice. I just <laughs> let him go with it. I, I don't have the uh, <laughs> stomach or the heart to tell him otherwise, and he won't, he won't listen to me. So I actually just live in his world, and it's a lot happier over there when they do lose and he doesn't believe it. Absolutely. Uh, and let's – Stop talking to us because nobody cares. To my left, 90 degrees is tight end for the Carolina Panthers and probably the recipient of the most exciting offensive play that they've had this in the 2018 season. It's up right? there. It's I'll up there. Top, 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 ten, top, top, top five for sure. Certainly right? top five. Okay. Man, I would say top 18 for sure if you just want to get for a, for a really big number. Uh, Chris Manhurts is here. Yes. Right. Thank you so much. Welcome, Thank you welcome, for joining Chris. us. No problem. Thanks for having me. So, Chris, let's we got to jump right into it because last night, fourth and two, the play call comes in. Was it like, oh, man, like tell me what it was like in the huddle. Talk, talk us through that kind of that two-minute period between the play call coming in and, and you rumbling towards the end zone. Well, we had that play in uh, in the game plan, and we, we practiced it several times um, throughout the week. And, you know, there's always an opportunity to, to have those plays called given the right situation down in distance. Um, and, you know, it was one of those situations where, you know, we practiced it so much, and obviously um, the coaching staff were was confident in – in the execution part of it, and uh, we got it done. Christian laid it on me, and I ran it down there. Got gassed a little bit, but <laughs> we got it through. Was, were you, like, looking up at the at the Jumbotron to make sure nobody's coming behind you? Yeah, I, I looked up uh, for a quick second, but, I, you know, my, my main thing was just touch the paint, go on the goal line, and, you know, don't give them a chance to make any other plays. Was that your first, like, touchdown in organized football Ever. Ever? I mean, outside of practice. And, yeah. Yeah, ever. I mean, that's exciting. Monday Night Football, under the big lights. You're, so you're just an even keel guy. I know you're not going to get that <laughs> excited, but, I mean, I was excited for you. No, I mean, I, I thought about it last night, and it's pretty ironic that something like that happens, like you said, on, on Monday, Monday Night Football, and uh, along with that being against my old team. So it, right. was pretty, it felt pretty good. So I, yeah, I know you said you practice it all week, but what's it like? What's the feeling like when you get in the huddle and they make that call and you know that you know here it comes and here's the chance? What's that feeling like? 
just a deep breath in the huddle. You know, you hit a hit a personnel grouping. You pretty much know what 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 call is gonna go, and you know, just like practice, it went just like practice, right. and it was very clean. It was very clean, and and you know, everybody did their job, and I'm just glad that it it worked out. And uh, did did uh, it seemed like it was like kind of hung up there in the air for a minute? Like, mm -hmm. were you just kind of – is it like one of those slow motion kind of like Goodyear blimp type of situations? Well, the Bank of America Stadium lights at night are very bright. <laughs> so sometimes you – especially on deep balls or balls like that, you you lose sight of the ball for a quick second in the light and, you know, you, you just trust your um, athleticism and hand-eye coordination to take care of the rest. So oh, That sounds frightening. Nah. Dude, I'm nah. terrified just thinking about it. <laughs> That's like every time that I hit publish on an article, basically the same thing, because I know there's a lot of pressure on me when those kind of situations, uh, and I'm always like, oh, I hope there's no typos in <laughs> Don't this Don't press one. send. <laughs> yeah, it's out there. Right. What, uh, what was some of the reaction from the guys afterwards? Oh, just just um, proud and a lot of encouragement from the coaching staff, and uh, I, they they knew that you know this was my first touchdown, so it's it's always a special moment having that on, on that stage. So I didn't see at the end. Did Cam make you do the giveaway, or did you get to keep that one? Uh, Cam was about to do a giveaway, but I, I took it back. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not good at not that. Not tonight. I've seen, I've seen plenty of times on guys' first touchdowns where he grabs it, and they're trying to hold on to it. Like, no, it's no, fine. No, no. I snatched it and ran away. <laughs> so it's, you know, obviously from your background – it's kind of like a ball's hanging up there, like a rebound. That's what the kids oh. call Segway professional. Uh, so you were you were college basketball. Would you classify yourself as a college basketball star or a college basketball player? Obviously, but were you like were you a big man on campus at Canisius? You're a big man, obviously. Yeah, I was a big part of part of the team while while I was there. And um, shout out to Canisius College, always uh, representing Canisius College and Buffalo, wherever I go right? in Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. What's your wing situation? Like ranch or blue cheese? Uh, probably blue cheese. Okay. Right. Definitely See? blue cheese. So you can Definitely stay. Blue cheese. It was going to be a short pod yeah, really fast. I could put blue cheese on anything. Yeah. I'm Might not be the healthiest thing, but. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's, team blue cheese for wings. We When we were up there, we went to, um, oh, man, what's the famous one? The Anchor Bar for uh, for wings. And legitimately, like, I don't know whether it's whether wings are just good. Or it was like, I mean, they were very good, but they weren't like, oh, my God, right. life-changing kind right. of wings. Right. But that blue cheese was borderline Blue cheese is everything and take some celery and some carrots, dip it in there. Mm -hmm. all set. It was delicious. So, so, Do you still get to play ball from time to time now? Um, Probably in the off season, but yeah. not as much as – nowhere close to as much as I used to. And right. to be honest with you, I, I thought I would miss basketball more than I – you know, what it is, but I – I'm fully invested in in this football thing, right. and you know, basketball is an afterthought at this point. But do, so, do you still think you are the best basketball player in the Carolina Panthers roster today? Great question. Uh, we have those Let's debates. Make some <laughs> we, we, listen, we have those debates almost every week. <laughs> I'm not talking about the little hoop that I see. You no, guys no, in no. We have those I'm debates every week, and there's only one way to really do it: is just go out there on the court to play pickup. And, I feel like you know. I hear a one-on-one -on -one man hurts versus Pep coming up here real oh, soon. Oh, mama. Right? Does, that, does that sound like what he's just saying? All right, to? see, you're, start, you're starting <laughs> stuff now. You're starting stuff. <laughs> no, because there are a bunch of, like, former basketball players. There's like Pep, Corn, right? Corn, corn plays ball. Yeah, Corn's pretty good. 
KK Dunk. Oh yeah, there's oh, a video really? of KK dunking that I yeah. I had to watch ten times to prove that it was KK. Corn was pretty elite too. In oh high yeah, school. Corn could throw it down too, yeah. right? For a small guy. Good. He got a basketball scholarship to to Miami. Like yeah. that's a legit. That's like an ACC school. Like that's. I mean, yeah, it's no joke. Yeah. Right. Um. So so you're basketball player at Canisius. What happens? How how do you make that journey from? How do you be, go from basketball player to I mean, initially it was a joke amongst, um, you know, players and, and everybody I've come across playing basketball. Oh, my God, you should play football. You should try football. And lo and behold, at the end of my senior year, the Buffalo Bills um, gives my head coach, uh, Jim Barron, a call and just pretty much try to kick the tires in and, and see if, you know, I'm interested and open to, you know, coming in and working out. It was It was one of those things where I was just like, I'm I'm gonna try it, you know. Why not? And um, let's see where it goes. So I, I don't want to delve too much, but like if it, if it hadn't gone football after senior year, what was the like? What was the plan? The plan was to to play basketball overseas. Oh, cool. Yeah, that, and that was one of you know the biggest decisions I I had to make was either you know um, walk away from something that I've been doing um, for a very long time and trying something new, or um, just sticking with it. Um, and I weighed out the options and risk reward and, and just the opportunity itself, even getting a shot. You know, you see a lot of guys that um, are dying, scratching and clawing for an opportunity to even work out for a team. And for me to turn that down, it would, it's almost like a slap in the face. Sure. Yeah. What was the uh, what was the hardest part about making that transition? I mean, I feel like obviously the terminology and, and uh, definitely the mental, yeah, not mental part. Um, it's hard. Um, it was definitely challenging. Um, just learning or getting a handle on on an NFL playbook, along with learning how to play the game. You know, there's different nuances to the game, rules and things like that. And it took a little time to get adjusted, but um, I'm still learning, uh, definitely. But um, I'm much farther farther along than I was before. What is it about the tight end position that makes it easy, or not easy, but like makes it so that you can you can translate from basketball to to being a football? Because it's like you know, it's Famous stories: Antonio Gates, um, the other, the other famous guys that I can't remember. I'm sure you, you, like, you have that feeling of like, oh well, I can go from basketball to tie, to being a tight end because these guys have done it. I think it's just athletic profile. Um, there's a lot of basketball players that have the athletic ability to to make the transition. You, I think about guys like LeBron James all the time. Mm-hmm. He completely has the ability to make the transition, but. I think it's more than that. I think it's having the the mentality and that 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 dog mentality to, you know, play the game of football because it's a very physical game and there's a lot of things you risk getting hurt and more than other sports, of course. But those are the things that you have to digest um, as a player like myself in, in making that transition. So, are you a, are you an NBA guy? Say so you think about LeBron. Do you do you like the NBA? Do you watch the NBA? Yeah, I watch the NBA periodically. I am a LeBron fan. Definitely. You're a Le- but yep. not a Lakers fan, just a LeBron fan. I'm, I'm a LeBron fan. Yeah, so yeah. you used to be a Cavs fan, and I used to be a LeBron fan. Okay, but he was on—he was on the Cavs. <laughs> if that's what you—if that's what you're saying. No, hey, hey, I, I respect that. I feel like that's the way you have to do it. Is you have to say like I'm a LeBron. Like that's fine. I feel like that's a fine. Yeah. That's a fine attitude to have instead of being like, well, I'm a Cavs. Oh, diehard Lakers that's, fan. That's now. no different than my family saying that. You know, I'm a Panthers supporter because my son is playing for the Panthers. Yeah, that makes. Any other sense. team, it's you know. 
they were Saints fans exactly. three years ago. And yep. So was it a little bit extra, you know, scoring that touchdown on on your former team? Absolutely. It's always um, always uh, an extra chip on your shoulder when you you play a team that that lets you go, and it's, it's nothing against them. It's it's the nature of the business, but as a player and as a competitor, you 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 live for moments like that. What was it? What's the difference between like a Sean Payton locker room and a and a Ron Rivera? I forgot Ron Rivera's name for a second there. <laughs> Ryan Ron Rivera locker room. Well, I would probably say just the the. Oh. Ooh. We're Is that our first phone call on that yeah. phone ever? We're, we're taking calls live <laughs> live on the air. You got, you I, just Chris up, I just hung up on him. So yeah, you're you're live with Chris Banner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would probably say the biggest difference is just just the locker room, and uh, you know the quarter Cam has something to do with that as far as um, his energy and what he brings and um, to the table as far as that's concerned. So I, I would probably say that's the biggest difference. So what is a so you're you're off today? Obviously, you don't you don't come and record a podcast with us every week. Although we'd love to have you on if you want to co-host next week, we'll bring you on. What what do you usually do on a day off? Like, what's a day off look like for Chris Manhurst? My day off is strictly taking care of my body and resting. Um, I usually get a massage. I usually go see the chiropractor. I usually go see treatment. And I, if I'm feeling real, real good, I'll, I'll get a lift in. But um, just mainly taking care of my body. I think um, the more I progress throughout m- my career, the more I realize that those type of things are very important because um, you, it's, it's all about longevity in, in this game, and you're going to do whatever you can as a player to to make sure that you know you, you take care of your body and, and, and you're available on the field. Weird. That sounds a lot like my post tailgate regimen too. Like I definitely need a massage. <laughs> yep. I don't always. I'm not always able to get one. Uh, yeah, those are, those are things I like and, to do to recover, and then you, too. And then you like to get a lift in as well? No, no, no. I, I take like care of my body in different ways. I usually eat pizza. Right. Um, that helps me recover. It's a start. It's yeah. a start. And it's then you start. take a lift from your house yes. to the massage. Because I have to get my car because exactly. I usually can't drive home after the tailgate. Yes. So, yeah, this is a lot of similarities in our, in our day. You guys look very – so, I mean, you're, you're basically a very same body type. <laughs> um, so – uh, how do you how are you adjust into Charlotte? Obviously, New Orleans is, is is very different than Charlotte, and <laughs> Buffalo is different. I always think that's so interesting to like move kind of all around the country, and so you see these different areas. Um, you know, how how do you like Charlotte? You've been here for what two or three years now. Yeah, I love Charlotte. Of all the cities that I've I've been to and experienced, I would say Charlotte is probably the the best city for me personally, um, and where I'm at in in my life. You, you factor in a lot of things as far as where you want to uh, set up shop and, and um, set your roots at. And I think Charlotte is probably one of the best places for me personally to do that. So when you're – so the, you want to – obviously the goal is to play tight end for the Carolina Panthers for what, as eight more as, years? Listen, as long as I – until the wheels fall off. Okay. <laughs> right. till, till the wheels fall off and then and then – do you want to uh, – you could, like, coach, you could do anything, or are we just uh, – is that looking too far ahead? I think that's looking too far ahead. But um, coaching, it's hard for me to say coaching at this point because I see the amount of time invested um, in our coaching staff. And you, you think that the players are busy. The coaches are there more than the players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some coaches sleep there, you know, wake up the next morning and just, you know, pick up where – like, you, you never left. But I would say – that's probably the hardest part about coaching that that scares me a little bit and when you factor in certain things thinking down the line here but you know family time and and balancing the two it it gets hard it gets hard 
So family time. Are we are we about to break some news here on? Uh, uh no. Nah, okay. Nah, right. nah. False alarm. <laughs> sorry, False alarm. Sorry, sorry. We'll just but, cut uh, that part out. Give nah, I'm just a. Point. I'm just a forward thinker. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so it, you obviously you've Greg Olson, another tight end on the team, and then Ian Thomas comes in this year as kind of a younger raw raw talent like yourself who also is kind of learning the game of football on the fly what's that tight end room like uh you know on it on a day-to-day basis with or without greg um both yeah both yeah well without greg greg it's a lot quieter (laughs) the energy is a little bit (laughs) that sounds about right Um, yeah greg is probably one of the funniest guys on the team um and you know he, he keeps everybody alive he keeps everybody loose energetic and he's that veteran presence in the room that that helps guys like me and Ian out. Yeah. But uh, without him, now it's it's kind of like I I as the older player and the person with the more experience in this league, I kind of have to take Ian under my wing and and show him the same things that Greg showed me. So, I think it's just paying it forward and and just doing what we got to do to take ownership of our careers and, and just be pros at it. Is it like you're trying to you know I mean you're you're the old, the old head now in the. 26, don't panic. Yeah, all right, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so old. Uh, anytime I talk to anybody on the team, except for Pep and Mike Adams, it makes me feel terrible about yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, th- like, you have Ian Thomas, you have Alex in the room too. Yep. So it's like these guys that have that are still learning football, and, and you used to be the guy that was learning football. It's we're all learning, though. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I, I know it all, but um, I think we're all – all of us are a work in progress in the day that we – um, we close the book and say, you know, that's it. There's no room for learning. I don't, I don't think that would go very far with with any of us. So right. it's a constant, constant um, improvement, constant learning, and um, that could only benefit us later. Have you seen uh, you know, a significant change in your role with Greg being an IR? Or is it is it pretty similar? And Ian's kind of. I would like to. I would like to say it's pretty similar. Ian. Ian obviously is taking the role of Greg, and um, especially in, in the past game and, and eleven personnel stuff. So, um, I think Ian probably has the biggest transition, um, the biggest transition from Greg being here, not not here, because you know he he didn't get much snaps um, prior to that, and right. to have a rookie uh, come in and, and and fill that void, I think he's done a remarkable remarkable job in, in doing that so far. Because it's not like I always uh, – I feel like the the one thing that I've learned the more that I've been around football is that it. I used to think it was like Madden, like where you, you go out, here's your route, you run eight yards, turn around, and then the ball is there, or it's not. Or it's like block this dude, and then you go out and you block this dude. But that's nothing like – that's – I mean – It's more than that, man. It's it's a lot of processing. It's a lot of reading the defense. It's a, it's a lot of attention to detail, and that's, that's only learned through – you know, hours and hours of film study throughout the week of your opponent and, and, and trying to get a handle of a thing so that you could go out there and play fast and confident. Because if, if you're thinking out there, you're, you're not going to play as fast. Where does where does film watching happen for you? Uh, at home, most of the time. At home on my iPad. Um, technology is amazing now, so coaches just upload the film on the iPad and we could watch it at the comfort of our own home. So, So is it your own film or is it – the opponent's film? Opponent's film, okay. for the most part. Um, like, mornings like this, this morning, I, I rewatched the whole game and tried to take in, you know, what we did good, what we did bad, collectively, individually. And, you know, it's it's one of those self-assessing things you have to do every game if you want to improve. Because if, if you don't know what's wrong, um, you can't really fix it. 
So how many times did you watch that touchdown? Be honest. You don't listen, have to lie to listen, us here. Listen. I mean, with social media and the amount of mentions and tags, I saw it a lot. I saw yeah. it quite did a few you times. Watch the broadcast version of it, though. The ESPN. I saw the broadcast version of it, and I, I didn't know that I, I had a, um, you know, a Spanish. Uh, Martinez type descent, <laughs> but you learn something new every day. <laughs> Who was that? That wasn't Witten, right? Uh, it was te- Joe Tessitore. The the thing is, is that I never. Um, everybody hates Jason Witten, right? They they they're like, oh my god, he's the worst announcer in the world. I just, I mean, he just he doesn't bother me as much as other people. I feel like I don't get as fired up. But when you make a mistake like that, it it's more hilarious to me. But I mean, it's you. It's your name. Like, how does it make? How does it feel to you when they mess up your name? Well, now they know. Yeah. Right? That's 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 the way. That's the only that's way I could point. put it. Now 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 they know. Um, and I I highly doubt that mistake would be made again. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, I'm I'm at every game, so I I, I tend to go back and and watch the broadcast, you know, to kind of see what I missed because of you know the the amount of tailgating I may have done. But right. I, I saw sure. that play, you know, and I I heard them <laughs> call Chris Martinez, and I kept waiting for them to correct themselves like you know as the celebrations going mm-hmm. on in the end zone and stuff. they never did no. like it just they no. never did no. he, never prob- he probably saw the play <laughs> looked at the paper saw the play again yeah. and just yeah said martinez well yeah. and then even like you know they as you guys were celebrating like there was a close-up on the back of your jersey and there's still nothing i'm just like come you know on what? man just gotta just gotta come take on. that out i'm gonna do that to the guy come on I feel like it's like a martinez you know t-shirt that's, waiting to happen that's all a part of the the, the moment too so yeah. that, I, I won't i won't forget that yeah no i mean you have a good sense of humor so it's yeah. like it, it could have been i mean you still scored a touchdown you can't take can't take that away so right. how many how many texts and calls and when you got back to your phone in your locker, was it like do you just like just continually? Yeah, scroll? it was in the hundreds. I probably still have a lot of um, unread messages, but you know after I went home, I do my usual ritual after a game: grab a bottle of wine and drink like half the bottle. Just nice. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was excited. Just relax yeah, I was like, oh, what kind of wine? No, I do, I I do yeah. drink wine, though. I, do, I didn't drink half the bottle, but I, I do drink wine. It's, it's a ritual after every game. That's like a wine down for you? Yeah. Ooh. What kind of wine? Red wine. Okay. I like sweet wine, too. Okay. So, like, too. what kind of, like, red, do you have a preferred red wine? No, mostly it's sweet wine. Okay. Anything sweet, I'll drink it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Moscato, so did you reply to a lot of the messages or just you, you read through them all? Or? Probably 25%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a lot, you know, along with going to sleep and resting and stuff. Because so. I feel like you have to have so much adrenaline after a, ga- after a night game. Like I would be, I mean, I mean, I would be like up and at them and be like, yes, I'm ready. No. Uh, after any night game it's, or any regular game for me, like I said earlier, I have a hard time falling asleep after every every game uh probably toss and turn get up two three times uh before before the morning and i think that has mostly to do with just just thinking about every play and as a player just thinking about all right uh what did i do wrong what what could i have done better um do i want to watch the film now or do i or do i want to wait to watch it with everybody in the morning with the coaches and stuff so um things like that i, I think about so What's the uh, the away game ritual like? I mean, you guys are showering up, heading home. Are you you so you're not sleep on the plane? Are you watching film on the plane, or kind of just listening to music? Uh, just listening to music on the way back, um, coming back, coming back home, 
drinking more wine. And then <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we get the privilege of hanging out with that with the flight crew. They're uh, they're friends of ours, so they uh, they come out to our parties the night before the game and hang out and stuff. So they oh really. Yeah, they enjoy you guys. They they enjoy having you on there. Nah, it's sure. good in there. It's great nice staff people. in there. <laughs> yeah, those. Uh, I'd imagine those plane rides home were a lot more fun for the first half of the season. Absolutely. Than the last few. Absolutely. I Winning. Mean, I mean, losing sucks yeah. anywhere at any, at any level, and um, I think that's obviously a, a part of the game that we play. Hopefully, we we win more than we lose, but there's going to be certain situations where, you know, we go through these rough patches, and I think. Uh, through those moments, you you could see what real players are made of, character-wise, and um, if they're gonna, you know, hang it up. Are you gonna hang it up? Are you gonna quit on the season? Are you gonna continue to work hard and and finish the season and and be a pro about it and 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 understand that every game is an opportunity. Can't take it for granted. Yeah, I, I think Eric Eric Reed said last night he was like, "This is our job. Like our job is to go out and play and and try to win right. every single game. It doesn't matter if you're 0 and 14 or." Six and eight, or fourteen and zero. Right. You know, everybody's. You know, everybody has to be held accountable. Coaches, players, er, trainings. Everybody, across the board, we're all in this together as an organization. So, um, and our mantra is keep pounding, and we're we're going to keep doing that. So your your contract is is up after this season. Would you want to come back here to Carolina? In a perfect world, I would love to come back to Carolina, um, but those are variables that are out of my control at this particular time. But I think once uh, once the dust settles and, and we figure it out in the off season, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. What's uh, so? I, I don't mean to jump too far back because I know we we talked about this for the first five minutes or so. But uh, when you made that, when you get that call and go to Buffalo Bills training camp for mm-hmm. the first time, or mini camp, or, or was it OTAs? It was OTAs first. Okay. Yep. So you you show up there and there's shoulder pads and like it's it's all brand new. Did you study the playbook beforehand? Like what what is the what is the lead up to that? I didn't even know where to start. I didn't even know how to put on pads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like little little things like that that I yeah. didn't even know. But learning how to study, you know, there's a difference between studying in school and then you know going to you know to football. It's, it's I think I I would compare it to me going to China or somewhere mm-hmm. and you just giving me a suitcase and go to China, start your life. You got to figure out everything. You got to figure out the culture. You got to figure out the, the language, the everything. So that was, that was probably one of the most challenging things for me. That's funny. Cause F.A. said the same thing. He was like, he got, he came over from London and they dropped him in Dallas and they were like, go get an apartment. Go and ahead. He was like, <laughs> like what? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's an adjustment. Yeah, definitely. I can, I can imagine the scene having to ask how to put the pads on, though. <laughs> can you help me with the <laughs> – <laughs> What is this one? Like Shady McCoy. Like, excuse me. Um, I don't know how to was, – who, was who was the tight end on that team? Was Charles Clay there? At that it was team? Charles Clay. It was Chris Gregg. It was um, a tight end named Marquise Gray. He's on the Miami Dolphins now. Um, but those are still my guys. Yeah. Did they kind of take you under their wing? Yeah, the, the best that they could. Um, I actually spoke to one of them last night, and he was just, you know, telling me how how far I've come since since back back in the day, and you know, it's always encouraging to hear things like that. Very cool. How was uh, how was Rex? He was the coach then, right? He was the coach then. Yeah. Had yeah. much interaction with him at all? A little bit. Very entertaining coach, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> um, given the like time he's there, kind of a, a, a prankster. Oh yeah, yeah. Given the time there, it was it was it was a good experience.
Yeah, definitely. Um, so you you mentioned being dropped into China. You're you're kind of a world traveler, right? You you went on. You were all over the world. Do you want to call it that? Yeah, you were you were uh, you were halfway across the world during the off season last yeah, year. Yeah, I went to I went to South Korea and then I went to Paris um, in the off season. But I think the most memorable one was in South Korea because you know I think though both of them are once in a lifetime opportunity. But but South Korea more than anything is just. Probably, you know, longest flight of my life. Like, I, I don't remember. It was probably 20-hour flight, 20-plus-hour flight. And, and getting there and just just being amazed at especially the technology over there compared to here. It's like it's, it's like night and day. It's amazing. Did you – so you were there for – USO tour? Yeah, it was, was a USO tour there. Um, we had an opportunity to go see the troops over there and um, get a look into their world and, and watch the Super Bowl with them. So it was it was amazing. What's that like watching the Super Bowl with with troops and in another country? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the Super Bowl aired at seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> over there. So, so what time did the tailgate start? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was different, but it was good. It was a great experience. So were you like the tallest? I mean, you're the tallest person there, I'd imagine. Uh, maybe not on base, but when you're like walking around. Yeah, probably. Yeah, more yeah. than likely. Because you're what six five? Six five. So uh, uh, in the locker room. I was just joking with another media member a couple of days ago that Chris Manhurts has like the biggest hands on the team, and that's probably one of the reasons why they the Bills came calling. Right? Hold those hold those puppies up right there to the camera. I mean, look at that. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Oh, oh man, God, that was embarrassing. embarrassing. That was really embarrassing. That's yeah, like a five. That's like Do a not put that in the video. I think I'm probably one of the, <laughs> one of the few people that wears a four X on the team, so they always have those gloves available. So yeah. there's never going to be a shortage of four X. Well, 4X I noticed gloves. that when I shook your hand when you came in, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is embarrassing. I'm not going to stand next to you anymore, just in case we get compared to each other. Um, yeah, so I, I imagine when you're traveling overseas, you kind of you stick out, right? I mean, yeah, like a sore thumb. Yeah. Do yeah. people like ask you? Like, do you play? Are you an athlete? What? How does that work? Usually, yeah. Um, depending on honestly, depending on the mood, I, I'll either say yes or lie. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> nope, just a tourist. Does that happen here in Charlotte too? Uh, at times. Yeah. At times. Um, but the good thing or the bad thing, however way you want to look at it, is no one can see our faces through these masks. Yeah, There's right. only a handful of guys that. Um, can't go anywhere without being being hounded like Cam or, or Christian and sure. guys like that. So, so you, I'll you're take still it. able to blend in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Is Truthfully, I'm terrible at that. By the way, <laughs> recognizing any athletes, so I'm just <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean the obvious ones like you know mm -hmm. Chris said like Cam and Christian, but no, I'm just. Hey, really do you bad do athlete. you play? No. Yeah. No. 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 no I work in. Uh, I'm. Uh, in the scouting department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I have that's why I'm dressed head to toe in Carolina Panthers gear. Oh, that's a that's out. a no no. That's a no zero Panthers paraphernalia. Public. Really? No. Yeah. Can't do it. That that's that that's that's a that's a giant hey uh, ask me question yeah. uh, costume yeah and yeah, that does seem like an amateur move there yeah like I didn't do it. putting <laughs> a spotlight on yourself <laughs> it's like the rookies are like hey guys hey ask me about it they're like standing outside of Chipotle like right no I'm just no just dressed all Panthers oh I do play for them as a matter of fact hey how are you yep I play yeah, I play for the me. Panthers yep. <laughs> number eighty two <laughs> Mr Martinez. <laughs> Um, so is that, I mean, is that like a goal? Would you want to be a guy that always, everybody always recognizes? No. No? No. Um, I love being an under-the-radar person for whatever reason. That's just who I am. Um, 
and I would rather it no other way. Would you rather be a, uh, a, a Greg Olson receiving tight end, or you know you're you're kind of known as a blocking tight end mm-hmm. right now? Do you do you like that role? I like my role, um, but I'm trying to improve to expand my role. Um, I, I would I wouldn't want to box myself in and being just a blocking tight end. What fun is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'd, I'd, I'd like to expand my role and work on my game to, to where I could be able to play every down and, and be unpredictable in the sense that I would be a threat in, in the pass and running game. But um, still working working at it, and, and we're going to improve. Is that uh, – well, I think one thing that we can all agree that you need to improve on is um, touchdown celebration. I mean <laughs> – I was too gassed, man. I was too tired for that. <laughs> You get tired. in that end zone, man. Listen, now, now's your you get, time. You get in the end zone. You run 50 yards. You're gassed. Then you got to go to PA field goal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Where's Can that? somebody take my spot? <laughs> Ian, get out there. Blah, blah, you're on field goal. I got to get the oxygen. Oh, man. Um, well, Chris Manhurts, thank you so much for coming by. We really appreciate you being on the show. Um, you me. can follow Chris on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, wait, wait, hang on, because I always like to ask uh, players this: Why you're you're more on Instagram than Twitter? Like, what what's your social media like day look like? Because some of the guys I feel like are on Instagram a hundred percent of the time. I'm probably more on Twitter than Instagram. Really? Yeah. It's. Do you feel like Twitter yeah. is like a like a negative place to be? No, I mean. I'm a news junkie. Yeah. So I use Twitter for that and obviously the sports and, and stuff like that. But I'm more so inclined to, you know, read stuff than just look at pictures. Yeah. So just me sense. personally. When you say news junkie, what does that mean? I like to read. I just like to – my top apps in my home screen, we got Business Insider, Forbes, Entrepreneur.com. Oh. I love stuff like that. I like reading things like that and – you know, stimulate my mind to certain things. So should we do like a Shark Tank type situation? You have any entrepreneur ideas that we should we should get out there? Not yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're working on it. We're going to take this off the air. We're going to brainstorm. Uh, if you have some entrepreneur ideas, hit up Chris on Twitter at, at C underscore Manhurts. Did yep. I get it right? Yep. There you go. C underscore Martinez on Twitter. <laughs> uh, and you can follow Zach on Twitter at – Oh, is that – my cue to, to finish at Roaring Riot Z. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you finished Chris's. I thought you were going to finish mine too. Yeah, at Roaring Riot best. Martinez, and <laughs> I'll be. I'm at Josh Martinez Rules on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina, at the Riot Network on Twitter. Chris Van Hertz, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you.